Welcome to episode 122. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. If I say it once, I'll say it a thousand times. I'm super grateful for this platform because I get to meet such interesting people. And more importantly, I get to um, have conversations with people that I have admired for so long. Today's guest is Liz Legette. She owns an art gallery. She is an art connoisseur. She teaches people how to use art within their home. I love that she said art has a conversation. And, you know, the regular person like me will come in and be like, oh, that art, that art piece is so beautiful. That can go in the living room. That can go in the hallway. But when I'm working with my clients on their homes and choosing art or like the majority of my clients that already have an extensive art collection in their home, I love to bring in people like Liz who make the artwork have a conversation throughout the space that it all makes sense. So without further ado, please welcome Liz. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did. Hey, Liz, thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited to have you. I am super excited to talk about art because thank you, thank you for having me I'm this is gonna be fun <laughs> yes it's <laughs> funny um I think sometimes designers miss it I'll start there and okay. they think about all the furnishings the fixtures the soft furnishings all of that but artwork is a very integral integral part of a space for me right let's start with how you got how you got started and what made you go, you know what, this is, I need to help people because they, they, they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, quickly, I was always the art kid, right? So I went to school um, not knowing what I was going to do, but ended up in journalism and art history. And then I ended up getting my master's in curatorial practice and then moved back to Iowa, where I'm from. And I got a really amazing job as um, a corporate curator. And I, it was an incredible experience, got to work really high end, amazing collection, but I have this passion for helping everyday people buy artwork and start their art collection. And so after a while of doing that, I went off and became an art advisor. And then three years ago, seeing kind of a hole in the gallery market, I thought I could help with, mm -hmm. I started the gallery. So that's where we are today. Um, I own a gallery in Des Moines, Iowa. We represent at least 50% uh, women artists. We have around 50 Sweet. artists from around the world. Sweet. And uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. And I Thank love you. that you represent uh, women because I also feel like in every industry, we are so underrepresented. Yes, yes. And it's not cool. Um, 
I also see that you, is the name of the company Adore Your Walls? It, my, my art advisory company was now my, uh, my, the gallery is just Liz Legit Gallery and Design. <laughs> it's just easier that way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else, I named it after myself. <laughs> it's easier because people will think of your name and if you, yeah. you know, like, that's right. Catchy. You're like, uh, I'm always like, what's her, I know her name, but you can't remember all of, <laughs> I for a lot of things. Yeah. But names are just easier for me. Exactly. Um, I love that you you help people um, get art. My thing is, like, I used to think that you would have to have a lot of money years ago. I used to think this way that you yes. have a lot have a lot of money to curate art, and I really thought it was only for the wealthy, and that you would go to museums and enjoy it, and then you would go to like your wealthy family's homes, and they would have different art pieces, and you would enjoy it. But how does the regular layman who doesn't really know start with like maybe not so much of an expensive piece, but a piece that may become, you know, a family heirloom or worth money down the road. Right. I mean, this is exactly why I started this gallery, right? Because I think that there, the, the art world has gotten this nasty reputation, right? Yeah. That it's snotty and you don't belong there. Yes. And um, you have to be a millionaire to yeah have an art collection all of these things and that's what I am absolutely against <laughs> like I'm Love this it. is this is why I'm so excited to talk about this stuff because you really can start an art collection at the gallery we have art starting at $250 that goes up to $20,000 right like there's a huge world of art that starts at accessible prices so okay how do you get started though yeah. I think first it's all about like knowing what you like. And so partly why it's great to work with an interior designer who's also working with a gallerist is that you can have these conversations like, what do you like to do on a Saturday afternoon? Where do you guys like to vacation? I want to know all about that couple or that family or that person. And then from that information, I can have an idea of, oh, we work with XYZ from that area. Maybe that will mean something to you because she's in Charleston and I know you love visiting there. I mean, I, there's all of these ways that you can make art meaningful. Maybe you just absolutely connect with the piece itself and you don't know anything about it yet. That's exciting too. But I think there's a lot of ways to make a collection meaningful and accessible down the line if you're hoping that it will make money, right? Or increase in value or something along those lines. I have to say, I always say, buy what you love, the rest sometimes falls into place. So mm -hmm. the number one thing I wanna make sure is that you wanna spend time with this piece of artwork, that you wanna live with it. And it means something to you. So that's number one. Number two though, is it powerful? I mean, yeah. But that is powerful. Because I think about the artwork I have in my house. I love when I sit like in my living room and mm -hmm. and I just stare at it and it's just so beautiful. And you're absolutely right. Don't get, yeah. get it, but you got to spend time with it. Right. And then also like, I, I still have artwork in my house that reveals itself to me more over time. Like I'm walking past it and I think, oh my gosh, I've never noticed that before. That's the kind of artwork that you want, that you think that like, oh my gosh, there's layers to this, Love that it. something new is going to happen for you there. So over time though, what you can do, and I think this is something that interior designers easily can do because it's accessible information for gallerists, is an, it's an easy ask question of, 
how have these artist prices increased over time? Okay. So that's a super easy question because we have artists that raise their prices. You know, most artists now price per square inch. That seems to be the the easy way to do it across the board. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have artists that increase price per square inch or, you know, XYZ over $500 every single year. That's really easy information to give. But mm-hmm. for your client, from an interior designer standpoint, that makes you seem like you're going the extra mile. Right. I love it. So, so I think that working with a gallery with it for an interior designer can like really make you seem like a star <laughs> if you're doing it right, you know? No, and isn't that what we want? No, you're absolutely right because I love when I speak to my clients and you know, um they have art or you know they want to purchase art and I'm like, "Okay, that's great." And they're like, "Oh, okay, you know, and I'll get my I'm like, "No, no, 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 I have an art handler." And they're like, "Yeah." What? And I was like, "No, no, no." I have someone that comes in and they know how to hang it. They know, like, I may think it belongs in one space and I'll look and I'll go, no, this is where it should be. And like, right. you know, they just blow my mind because it, the room goes from feeling like, you know, somewhat done, sometimes even a little bit cold to having that final touch. And it's like, for me, and I love museums. I love museums. Yeah of walking to a person's home where it feels like it's a gallery or a museum a good yeah. thing, and a museum in a good way yeah you're just like so taken aback because now it has this long hallway or a narrow hallway and it's just so well curated and thoughtful yeah it's so impactful it's so yes. because you feel like you have gotten to know that person better without even them saying a word it's like their art collection can speak for them and you know like something about their psyche even before they've told you that yeah um yeah I totally agree I think that too often interior designers don't think of partner galleries or whatever as a part of their toolbox. Because when you have a toolbox of, oh, I've got an art handler, I've got an installer, I've got a wallpaper guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of the things that you have to do to be a successful interior designer, your Rolodex. um, You're a a great gallery that you feel comfortable working with and you know that your clients are also going to have a great experience with. That is worth its weight in gold. One thousand percent. Yeah, I um worked with a client. Well, I'm still on a client project, but I'll never forget this client has amazing artwork. She's an artist herself. Mm-hmm. It was wait. Her and husband were away for the summer because I always work on their space when they're away. Yeah. And um, when she came in, she was like, mm, "I'm not. We have to have a conversation about the art. It doesn't really make sense to me." You know, she came in that night and she's like, "I have to say, I'm you know, I'm a little bit disappointed." And oh. morning she woke up and she goes, oh my God, I take it all back. This mm-hmm. is brilliant. Like now you can really see the artwork because she got to experience it coming out of like say her bedroom and now walking down the corridor and going into the family room and then going into the living room. Right. You get to really see the art. And I was like, your art was so hidden. You have so many amazing pieces, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, you know, to the regular person, they think they're doing a great thing because, oh, it's eye level or, you know, hang it higher. Yeah. But to work with someone that, you know, owns a gallery or that, it, like, this is like you, this is what they do. I'm always like, no, step back, let them do their thing. That's not my my specialty. That's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, Gail, I love this. Yes, <laughs> because honestly, like, I think that art 
feels so subjective to people that they don't take the expertise as what it maybe should be sometimes. Now, I'm not saying that we all can't be wrong. That's not the case at all. But I think that we can look at your collection in a different way. When I'm looking at somebody's collection, even with what they already have, or if they're adding to it or whatever, I'm looking at how the art has a conversation, how it flows. It's not just about like matching or matching the sofa or whatever. I'm trying to think of like, okay, so this piece and this piece are gonna be in the same room. What do they say together? I'm looking at the art a little bit different than many do. And so bring somebody in that can do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because once again, I can look at it and be, oh my God, this is so beautiful, so great. Right. Yeah. Right. And you can come in and be like, what conversation's going on here? Yes. And then that's more impactful. I am so grateful for people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our brains all work a little differently, right? And this is just the way that my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know there are others like me for sure, but I it's it's what I get really jazzed about. I feel so excited. It feels like my version of like a one day extreme home makeover. Oh, <laughs> you because have- people look at their homes differently afterwards. True. Have you? So, ever- I love that. Have you ever walked into a space and was like? oh, this is all wrong. And then you tell the person I need to do this. Oh, or, you know, I need to fix this for you because it makes you, you know, uncomfortable. Or do you just walk into a space and like, wow, they, this could be so much more. And do you share that? Or do you just keep your, your mouth quiet? Depends on if they ask, you know, you know, even as just a, a person in the world, like of, as I come over to my friend's house, I think they're worried that I'm constantly judging. You know, like I'm sure as an interior designer, you've had people be like, oh my gosh, my house isn't like yours and, or whatever. And I'm like, girl, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. Nothing phases me anymore. I'm not, I'm really not always thinking about that. Now, if you ask me, I have opinions. Right. Right. And now, now we're going to have a dialogue here. And then now we're now having a dialogue and I will share that with you. But I think honestly, at first I just need to observe. And then also sometimes I would say, I got to let this marinate because it's, I'm one of those people that sometimes it's obvious to me, but sometimes I need a, a little while. I need a right. couple of hours to really think about it. I'm sure many people are the same way, but like I have these inspiration moments of, okay, now, now I get it. Now I know what's supposed to happen there. Or I know what I'm supposed to show them now. So it's not always immediate, too. I think people want... Um, instant gratification. Instant gratification. That's right. And sometimes I just, I need to think about it a bit, too. No, it's the same here. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you about your online art advisory. How does that work? So people send photos and dimensions of their space. So it could be the client. It could be an interior designer. We work with designers all over the country and they can send me mood boards, whatever it is. And then they say, what do you think? What would you do here? And so then we offer for free that service of giving people ideas. And from there, we just offer all kinds of artists that we're working with. We give reasons, all of that stuff. And then they buy or they don't, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. Right. And, um, Let's talk about public art because I see your services here it says residential online art advisory, corporate plus business media, yeah. but public art is what I'm very interested in. 
Oh yeah. So we do murals, we do sculptures, we've done fountains, we've done so many different things, but because we work with that corporate element, sometimes we're working with different cities throughout the Midwest. It's a whole thing, but Des Moines didn't have very many murals probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was traveling to places like Austin or Memphis or just so many places that Miami that have these incredible public murals. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we could do that in Des Moines. And that's one of the things that I love about living in the Midwest, because when I was living in Los Angeles, you had to be a millionaire to make a difference. Yes. But in Des Moines and in the Midwest, you just have to have a good idea and people rally behind you. So we started doing murals and we've done about 60 um, over the last five years. Wow. And yeah, a lot, a lot of murals all throughout the Midwest, a lot in Iowa. And it's just something that I love because it, in, it, it's like placemaking, right? And right. people immediately think of the area as cooler, better, um, brighter, safer, all of these things. It's so psychological. It changes the energy of the town. It changes the energy. Exactly right. Exactly right. And it feels like an opportunity to actually change the face of the city I love so much. So um, that's we we really love doing that. And now we're doing more murals inside people's homes, too, because they've got these big old walls. Right. And, you know, sometimes just a single piece of artwork is not going to cut it. So we have a whole selection of artists that will travel to you, paint directly on your walls. It's really fun. It makes such an impact. I love it. I love it. Okay, so this has been amazing. But before we go, yes, please tell the people where they can find you. Oh, great. So you can find us um, online at our website, lizlegit.com. It is a completely shoppable website that you can go on, uh, buy from all 50 of our artists. And then also we are very active on Instagram. So you can find us at Liz Legit Gallery. Well, thank you so much. I- thank you, Gail like going to scour your website because I do need some artwork and I will be reaching out to you. And Thank you. I hope we get to work together. It'd be fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my love. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important. It will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.